You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. On the road again. I'm on the road again. That's not Tim Horton's coffee the way I'm used to it. (laughs) Oh, you're in a part of the country that does not have Tim Horton's. No Tim Horton's. That's a pretty big part. It is. It is. Very sadly. I'm trying to change that as I go. So um, I do have the K-Cups. I have the K-Cups. And uh, I I had the double-double creamer, so I'm very, very close, but it's just a little weakish. I, I did a yes. double a double take on the K-cup, so I have enough coffee for the whole podcast. And, um, <laughs> yeah, watered it down a little, so I, I, I messed up. I messed up. You'd probably like it. It's kind of just kind of oh, colored Oh, no, water. I wouldn't. I, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I think you would. You could have a whole <laughs> bottle of water and put one drop of coffee in it, and it'd still be rancid. <laughs> it's the word of the day, rancid. You're bitter, rancid. You're 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 a bitter man, <laughs> literally, very bitter man. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? No, I'm a I'm a sweet guy because I don't. No, drink that's coffee. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're not grounded though. You're not grounded. <laughs> kinda, not grounded. You're kind of leafy. <laughs> you're a leafy kind of guy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Been a while since we were together. Kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's been sort of good. <laughs> it's been kind of boring, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you can't deny. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> oh, wow. Good. Well, listen, I've been having some great meetings. The Lord's been good. And, Amen. Um, just some great things happening. I am so pleased with what the Lord's doing. I was just with uh, Brother Colin Morton and um, the church there, and uh, just, a, just a young man uh, took a church that had been in a pastoral transition for a while and uh, doing a great job. They had uh, almost 200 Sundays, so that Amen. was really good. That's great. Yeah, started with about 110, I think, something like that. So, awesome. Yeah, really good. Super good couple. Great staff. Great staff over there at Cornerstone Baptist Church. So, yeah, really good. And uh, so I move on, and uh, I am... Um, I am in a great, great um, church house, a, a guest Amen. house, you know, parsonage. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Man, I'm loving it. So super good, super good. So, wow. How's the construction going at Columbus in Columbus? Working good. Working on the front steps. Good. Yeah. It's coming along. They're working they on it all? again today. So I think good. they're ready to pour. The, the, oh, wow. They're going to do half at a time. So, Yeah. Doing new steps at the front of the church. Yep, yep. Needed Good. them for a long time. It's been yeah. a long process. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, just on a personal note, I sent you a picture of your church uh, yesterday, the other day before. So awesome. You be getting that. Yeah. Awesome. So I was in Cleveland, and a um, gentleman there um, gave me a picture for you. And I said, I'll see him. I'm going to see him. I'll get it to him. That was about six months ago. Yes. <laughs> I set it out. I was. All, I had it all ready. I was coming down to preach for you. I got it set on the counter, ready to go, and we got new countertops. 
And so we had to move everything off the countertops so they could take the old ones out. And I forgot it. So it is mailed on the way. It should be there any day. No problem. And it's a picture. It's a picture of uh, the church there in Columbus. And it's a mm -hmm. postcard of the church. Yes. It's really, really cool. You're going to awesome. love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I, um, I was going to get it all framed up for you, nice and everything, and bring it down. And I messed up. So I'll have to give you some money for a frame. <laughs> no, no, not at all. There you go. Well, listen, um, interesting topic for today. Uh, we had a gentleman write in, uh, I'm not going to use any names today, um, wrote in and said, I found your podcast. I have been listening from the very beginning. He said, I started listening and I listened to 10 podcasts a day. And wow. I finally got caught up. This was back in February. I finally got caught up. He's fully caught up. So that's awesome. And he said, I... Uh, I have a topic idea for you. He said, um, and it's a kind of a touchy topic, I'll be honest. And he said, how do associates, assistant pastors, be kind and respectful and loving to the pastor when they have to cover some of the duties of the pastor? And his specific area was meeting the needs of the people of the church. The pastor's not meeting those needs, so the staff feel like they have to. How do you deal with that as an associate? That's a great topic. Yeah, it's a good topic. Because there's many, many people on staff that will feel that way at one time or another. Yes, I agree. I agree, yep. except at Bible Baptist Church and North Columbus Baptist Church. <laughs> no, especially at Bible Baptist Church and North Columbus yeah. Baptist Church, yes. Yeah. So I, I wanted to be careful that I didn't mention Steve Wolven's name. I mean, um, <laughs> can we edit that? Can we take that out? <laughs> oh, yeah, so. we can go a lot of ways with this because it, it covers a lot of area, a lot of territory yeah. that that question yeah. covers. So, Yeah, and we've both been associates. We've both been in those positions, and we understand you know, the pastoral needs. And, and I will say that, until you've actually been the pastor, you really don't understand the pastoral position. You can't, you can't fathom it. Um, you think you do, and you might have a good understanding until until you have to carry all the weight, until you have to make some of the hard decisions. It, it can be a difficult thing. So, I will give I will give the pastoral backing for that. But as pastors, sometimes we do we get an associate and we think, oh, good, I got somebody that'll do all my work for me, and uh, that's that doesn't work either. Well, let's just sort of take this a bit at a, at a time, okay? So, uh, sure. first of all, you've uh, been hired, you've been brought in, you've been um, asked to uh, be part of another person's ministry, and I want to be careful about this. I want to be as scriptural as I can. Um, even though he's the pastor, um, it's not his ministry, it right. belongs, the church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, we are only under shepherds. Uh, but we are the bishop, we are the overseer, and we are placed in that position of authority and knowing full well that our authority is only scriptural authority and our authority is only underneath the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you do have that scriptural authority. So uh, I would think anyone out there that is listening that is either a pastor or an assistant pastor, really we ought to stop and reconsider and sort of press that reset button in our own heart and mind to consider 
the work of the Lord, the ministry, the church of Jesus Christ belongs to him and not us. And I know we will mentally say yes, but we operate sometimes in a manner that that's not really what we're doing. Yes. And I and I think as as a man who's been in that position, first of all, I was honored to be asked to be Amen. an assistant pastor. I mean Amen. And and in a great church too. That's Amen. that was phenomenal. And and I would say that I think a lot of young people that enter into the ministry are so excited to get into the ministry they they jump at almost any opportunity to get in the ministry, which I'm thankful for, and and you should be anxious to get in. But I was I was coached by my pastor, and he said, you know, get into a good church, get in under a man that is doing a good job for the Lord, who is seeing growth in his ministry, who can give you something. You're there to get trained, and a lot of pastors will get a guy in, and they'll do it like I said, just to get a guy to come in and do some of the things that he doesn't want to do. Well, there should be a mentorship there. There should be something that um, allows me to learn and to be able to take what I'm getting and use it in my ministry as a pastor one day if that man is hired to as an assistant to go on to the pastorate. There are some people like a Mike Holland that just never felt called a pastor. And I love him for that, and uh, I thank the Lord for that because he was the consummate second man for me. I never had to worry about him leaving, so I was able to pour my heart into him and time into him, and he got to a point where he no longer needed that. He became really a, a second pastor in our church and uh, bared a great deal of responsibility. But if you're going into the ministry and you're planning on leaving, there's got to be something in the pastor's heart, I think, in the back of his mind that says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put that time and effort into this guy, but I know that he's going to leave me. And I think sometimes there's a little withhold because of that. So if you're going to get into a church, get into a church where the pastor is going to give you something that you can take with you if you're going to leave there. Well, the aspect also is... Um Look, you'd never be hired if there wasn't a need. Mm -hmm. You know, so to think that you're going to go to a place that is perfect and everything is operating great mm -hmm. and all you're going to do is sort of go along for the ride and learn some things, I mean, that's not realistic either. You're, you're hired because there's a need. True. And, and generally when we say there's a need, it, there's probably problems because that need has created problems. The need in uh, the church in Acts in uh, chapter 6, they had problems because of a need. They mm -hmm. were grumbling. There was complaining. There was uh, supposition. You know, the Greeks were like, well, how come all the Jewish uh, widows are taken care right. of and none of the Greek people are taken care of? And right. so that's that was the perception, and it seemed to be a little bit more of the reality also. And it may mm -hmm. not have been necessarily because uh, the Jews had uh, looked down on the saved Greeks. It may have been just the fact that they're used to taking care of their own because of uh, the law. That's what the, the law would command them. And, and there was great, uh, uh, great emphasis in that. And, of course, Jesus even condemned the Pharisees for not doing what everyone was expected to do. And so, uh, but there was a problem. And the problem arose because of the need. And so the 
deacons were uh, the, the the deacons were chosen to meet mm-hmm. the need, which would take care of the problem. And so, if you are being hired as an assistant pastor or on staff in in some ministerial way, it's because there's a need. Either right. the church is growing too fast and people can't keep up with it, or um, there's some other situation that that you are needed there. And, and so that's the first thing that I think is important that, you know, it, it may not be just because a guy says, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. It, mm-hmm. It's it's oftentimes I can't do everything. And I mm-hmm. and now we can finally get someone to come alongside and be mm-hmm. able to do the things that I just cannot get to. Right. I, I think, too, sometimes there needs to be a clear definition of what it is that I'm having you come to do. And sometimes that's not given. And so an associate has a hard time figuring out what, what my position is and what I'm supposed to be doing. And and maybe that's in part what the problem is here in the letter that's written. That's just not clear what is the pastor's you know duties, per se, and, and that of the associate. Where... When I when I went to Cleveland, I mean, it was made very clear: you're going to work with Brother Wolven, you're going to be the you know assistant bus director. But in that was added to that, you're going to teach in the school, and and you know things would arise. We need somebody to print, so I became a printer. Uh, we need somebody to coach, so I became a coach, and uh, I was a willing participant in those things. I wanted to do everything I could. I wanted to touch every part of that ministry I could because I knew that one day I was going to have my own ministry, and I went in with the idea that I'm there to allow the pastor the time to really study and pray and be able to deal with those important administrative duties. Amen. I would take care of the so-called light work so he could do the heavy work. Amen. And I was happy to do that. I was thrilled to do that. Yep. And there's there's very little applause for cleaning the bathrooms. There's very little applause for making sure the buses start on Sunday morning at you know 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I was thrilled to be able to do that because I thought that that allowed him to be the preacher that he was. Amen. I mean, that's the whole point of Acts 6 is uh, we've got to give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the Word. And so those are the primary situations that a pastor is going to need. And so it's going to look like, perhaps, to the un, uh, the outsider whether that's staff members or church members or deacons, whoever it may be, it may look like he's doing less. But if he's praying and studying the word more, he is actually doing more. And the things you're doing are benefiting the church, even though you may be doing a lot more of the legwork, a lot more of the active work, and you may think that he's doing less, but in actuality, you're, you're really enabling him to do more. Right, right. And I think sometimes that associates get the complaint of the congregation, hoping that it will pass on to the pastor. So there are times when people may say to an associate, well, the pastor never comes by, and the pastor never does this, and the pastor never does that, and he begins to feel the weight of that. And the truth of the matter is sometimes the pastor does go by and the pastor does visit, but you can't satisfy the need of some people. They want you know undivided attention all the time. And you just can't do that. And so some will cry those things as well. So When I went on uh, hospital visits, I would always say, the pastor wanted me to come by and see how you're doing today. Right, right. Now, you know, again, he may not have verbally said that today, but that was the reason I was hired. 
The reason mm-hmm. I was asked to come on staff is to do the things that he was not able to do. I mean, especially, you know, especially Cleveland Baptist Church, 1,500 or more. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get to every hospital, 30 hospitals that our people yeah. were spread out across. And so sometimes there was 18, 19 people in the hospitals. Yeah. And you're just not able to, one person can't even physically do all that uh, every day. So uh, I would always say that because that was the truth. I was mm-hmm. I was there to help the pastor. I was not there to expand my ministry, so to speak. Right. I right. was there to help the pastor. I was there to help the church. I was there to serve because the Lord said, the greatest among you, he that is greatest among you is to be the servant. And so mm-hmm. that really is, is uh, between us and the Lord, not like I was bucking for greatness because— uh, Everybody knew how great I actually was, so I didn't need well, to yeah. do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. true. But yeah. Uh, but truly, to, to <laughs> serve, that there better not be something that you think, oh, that's beneath me. Because right. anything that would enable uh, the pastor to be helped, the cause of Christ to go forward, the church to be strengthened, uh, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. Before we leave, I'd just like to ask you one question. Dan, do yes. you feel you are an asset yes. Oh, yes. or life? Were you an oh, asset yeah. or were you a liability? Hey, let me tell you, buddy. <laughs> I know many, 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 many people were asked that question. Oh, yeah. I never was. Woo. Uh, because so he that, knew. That in itself he knew the answer. was the answer. So that in itself was the answer. Was the answer so. For those wondering, Brother Bob Folger, the office administrator, when most guys would leave, he'd pull you in and say, I just want to ask you a question before you yes. go. Very serious. And he was he had a great sense of humor. So but you're he ready was for the punchline. About that. He was yeah. serious. Oh, he yeah. was serious. He said, Let me ask you something. Do you feel you're an asset or a liability to this ministry? I mean, how, how do you answer that? I said, well, What do you think? And he goes, It doesn't matter what No, he never he never would say what he thought. And he no. never said what he thought to anybody when they're gone. It wasn't no. like you know, if somebody else had left and then he sat around saying, well, that guy thought he was an asset. He never said anything like that. No. It was no. always. And, and so I, I was ready for it. And he yeah. never asked me. So No, he never asked you. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, when I get to heaven, I want to see Jesus. And then I want to see Bob Folger and say, what'd you think? What'd you think? You'll <laughs> 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 have to tell me the truth in heaven. So maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I really don't well, want to know. When you're in heaven, it won't hurt your feelings when you hear the truth. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'll tell you what, though. That 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 was a great question, and let me leave that with our listeners today. Let me yes, ask you, amen. listeners, are you an asset or are you a liability? And when I went off into the pastor of the Bible Baptist Church, there are many days I asked myself, am I being an asset or a liability here? And there were some days I was a liability, and I had to I had to kick myself and say, "Hey, let's get going here. Uh, you're not you're not where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to do." So th- that rings in my mind from time to time. So that's the question I'll leave with today. Well, that's one of the things that is that I'm concentrating on is I don't want to hang on until I'm too old and I'm more of a liability of the church than a help. Yeah, that's right. That's As a right, pastor. Yeah, and and that's that's going to be a topic one day because I've talked to so many uh, people and preachers in the last several months about that very thing because we do have a lot of preachers that are in that aging 
uh, position of retirement and you know just beyond retirement age. And there are a lot of guys that are hanging on, and uh, that that's going to be a great topic, I think. So yeah. we'll look at that. So till then, I am Al Stone. I am traveling through the great state of Indiana. And a number of meetings here this year. I'm going to be here for five or six meetings. I'm excited. Amen. Um, great state, great people, some great churches here. And uh, happy to uh, mm-hmm. tell you that um, I showed our promotional video on Sunday, encouraging people to support Bearing Precious Seed and uh, especially businesses. And a business owner came up and said, Brother Stone, our business is going to give you $5,000 towards Amen. the Canadian Gospel Project. Amen. So, awesome, awesome. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure that you give us a rating, a review, and then make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listing platform. Yeah. Hey, Wednesday, I've got some stats for you. I went through our uh, uh, program that we use to do our podcast, and I've got some great stats. I'm going to give that out on Wednesday, so hang on for that. Make sure you come in and listen for that because it's a good one. Some great stuff. This is Tim Talks. I'm Al. That's Dan. We're so glad you tuned in today. We look forward to having you back with us on Wednesday. This is the Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.